listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew. It is 8.04am and, of course, unfortunately, Lawson isn't well. He's not with us today. Uh, keep him in your prayers. He's been unwell for a little while, but we're hoping you are enjoying the show. We're really grateful that Matthew has joined us. As we mentioned also earlier, unfortunately, our uh, phone number with the text is not working this morning. Our big bods haven't been able to find what the issue is at all. So we are going to give you a new number. Put this into your phone. This is the number that normally our listeners text into for the Looking Up show. So here is the number. I'm going to say it slowly. 0488817624. Again, that number. 0488817624. So if you have been texting in your answers, um, and of course we haven't received them, um, so anyone that has tried texting in today, even a comment or a word of encouragement or a response to the quiz question, we haven't received any of those this morning, unfortunately. We received two right at the start and then something happened with our system. So we would like you to copy and paste or just resend that text to us so that we can keep you going into the draw for your prizes this week. That number again is 488817 624. So we will actually give you those first three quiz questions again, just in case. So can you take that away, please, for us, Matthew, from number one? Gladly. So the first question is, along with his unabated vigor, which of Moses' senses never grew weak during his life? That is the first question. Shall I repeat that? Or yes, just, please. Okay, again, it's along with his unabated vigor, which of Moses' senses never grew weak during his life? Now, the second question is, where was Jesus when he quoted from Psalms 31 verse 5? Into, Into your hand I commit my spirit. And where was Jesus when he quoted from Psalms 31 verse 5? Into your hand I commit my spirit. Here's a clue. It's, it's prophetic. That's right. And I'm going to just give you that phone number again before we continue on with the rest. The number to text in is 488 Two, four. Okay, question three and then question four for us, please. Question three. What will the lion and the ox both eat in heaven? Mm. What will the lion and the ox both eat in heaven? Now, question four. You've got to fill in the blank here, folk. Fill in the blank. My blank. Are ever forward, oh, sorry, over toward the Lord, for he will, he will pluck my feet out of the net. That's Psalms. 25, verse 15. That's right. So that one again, please. My blank are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Psalms 25 and verse 15. That's right. So what we're looking for is the word that fits in there for the blank. My blank are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Psalm 25 verse 15. So that actually gives you a really good clue because we're actually telling you the Bible verse where it's actually coming from. So, yeah, we always prefer that if you can, try not to look it up. But, you know, we won't know that here on Faith FM. That's the (laughs) funny thing, isn't it? We won't know. But we, we ask for your honesty, but also particularly if you're new to God's word and looking at things, um, yeah, look it up, Psalm 25, verse 15, and you will go into the draw. Actually, that number again, 0488 817 
0488817624. And you'll go into the draw that is happening on Friday at quarter to nine. You can actually win two books this week. The book Convicted, which is a young juvenile delinquent, goes into jail because he gets caught with a whole pile of all the wrong stuff in the boot of his car. And he's given a Bible and he, his life is just transformed. He gives his heart to Jesus and um, the victory in Jesus is just incredible. And of course, the second book is A Trip into the Supernatural by Roger Morneau, who really knows what it means to have lived in the dark side of life, going into the occult and other things that are not of God and how he's come into the light and how he's given his heart to the Lord. And he covers about the fact, it covers a whole lot of stories actually in that book really well. Because he doesn't just give information, he actually describes it through the stories. And I don't know about you, but I'm really practical, Matthew, and I think you're a really practical person too, and you like that kind of stuff, eh? Absolutely, especially when you're getting the uh, information from an inside man to be able to match up what the enemy is doing. That's it, in every way. So that phone number again, text us in 0488817624. Fill in the blank. My blank are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Hey, because we weren't on the air accidentally for at the start, like we just had some hiccups, um, I think a lot of po- folk missed the whole segment that we had where we asked you some questions, Matthew. Yes. And given you're new, I'm sure our listeners would love to get to know you a little bit. Tell us, have you always been a Christian? No, i got to confess, not always been a Christian. Now, I'll give you some context. From birth, you could say I have, because when I was growing up as a kid, my mum took me to church, mm-hmm. as per normal. And why I say not always been a Christian, because I fell away. Mm. So the... To give a parallel to what character in the Bible would best express uh, my situation when I fell away is probably Jonah. You know, he's told to go this way, go north, and he went south. Right, um, yes. I went so far south, I wasn't even in the, in the Lord, unfortunately. I was very worldly. I was into all things that amused the young people. So hitting the um, the Sydney town scenes and going out into clubs and things like that was more my forte. Did you um, ever get into drugs or drinking heavily or any of those sort of things? Yes, I did, um, but not heavily. For instance, uh, my go-to poison was actually alcohol mm-hmm. uh, because my father was quite familiar with uh, being an alcoholic himself. In fact, he was going to AA meetings and to the Salvation Army to actually uh, you know, get sort of uh, help for that particular uh, kind of addiction that he was in. But growing up with him in that environment, and I've got to be careful, I'll put a clause there. I'm not trying to down my dad today. He's, he got baptised at the fountain in the city. Uh, it's just that what I've found is that hurt people hurt people, and they go through a vicious cycle of addiction. So they're just basically carrying on legacies of what they thought were best coping mechanisms from their being raised by their parents. So mm. you know, his dad was in the army. Um, he was a smoker and a drinker, drowning mm. his sorrows. And my dad didn't know any better. So he's just uh, trying to deal with his stresses. And it actually made me think this is the way I deal with stress. Right. And um, That's so, what you saw and you thought that's the way to go. Absolutely, drown mm. it. And mm. I find that these are the forms of escapisms and there's a many, like there's all sorts of addictions. And I'm glad we spoke to Jennifer earlier where she's trying to help us understand how to have stability emotionally as well as intelligently. Mm, fantastic yeah. interview there with Jennifer Skews on the emotional health and being emotionally balanced um, and mature in that in that area. So, And I love what you're sharing because you've actually shared, well, you've come to the Lord and that your dad gave his heart to the Lord too. So transformation in both your lives. What age were you when you gave your heart to Jesus? Uh, the age I gave my heart to God was actually quite later in high school. 
Um, say about year... Oh, actually, no, wait on. No, no, okay, let's go back. Year six, actually. And the reason for that is... And I share this more with my testimony with Danny. Um, yes. <coughs> excuse me. He had me on a segment here on um, Faith FM. And in that, ch- in that particular uh, segment with him, I share about my struggles with depression. And that's what something I saw pre- was prevalent with my family members is they struggle a lot with depression. And my grandmother came over to, uh, we were living in Bonnery, out Cabramatta Way, and I was a 12-year-old back then, and I didn't know who God was for me personally. Mm. So going, going to, to all the normal practices of attending church, the routine of it all, but not having a personal connection. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to know who God was because this is what I didn't share here, but I sure in the segment that my mum had a heavy hand, being an islander, and I was scared of God. If anything, mm. I saw him as a tyrant until I wanted to know my grandmother's God because she was totally different. She was very kind. Wow. And I went into her room when she went shopping with my mother and I, I said, Lord, I'm going to open this Bible and I need something which will tell me that, that I'm actually valued by you. Lo and behold, it landed on John three sixteen. Wow, the best verse ever, hey. Absolutely. Yeah, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah, why was that important to me? Thanks, Danita, for sharing that because it showed a God will sacrifice himself for me personally and I never knew a sacrificial love. I always thought I had to sacrifice myself to keep everyone happy in the family but now I knew that there's a God who goes, no, you have to do anything of that. I will look after you because I gave myself or you, and you have infinite value. Oh, I love what you're saying. That's so beautiful. And, of course, your mum, even though she was heavy-handed in those years, I know your mum from, you know, several years back, and just a beautiful, beautiful lady who is also, God has just touched her life in every way. So, yeah. so much more to share, and I know you'll be sharing later. Um, and, again, if we have you back some sometime, we'll have more from you. Um, so just the power of God is an amazing thing, and, yes. and he's moved you forward to studying now. Amen. That's right. Okay, right now we have John Bryant with Were You There? No? Okay, something just moved. Something just jumped on the screen, sorry. I so. removed the station ad because it has the wrong phone number in it. Oh, got you. <laughs> so okay, because go. that was just as I was about to say something. <laughs> yeah. It just moved away. You saved us again, sure. <laughs> okay. Sorry, no, I confused you. That's what I did. Yes, so you sorry. Right, right on the spot too. <laughs> right on the, the second. <laughs> so we apologise for that. Okay, so what the exciting thing is then just to, because we're going to move into our Bible study time now, that, that your story just give us in like probably just 30 seconds now. Okay. Where are you now? You're actually studying to be a pastor. Sure. So it's going to link in beautifully with our story of Abraham. Just tell us in 30 seconds something in this. Um, Look, yeah. Gladly. So I got a calling when I was in high school in year 12 um, by God when I was going for an interview into a school. I was attending Shelby High School and my principal basically asked, what do you want to be, son? And you better give me a serious answer because I'm also the mayor of Shelby. And I was, I was shocked and I went, Lord, this is where I'm going to ask you for help. What do you want me to be? And the impression came back to be a minister. And I said that to the principal. I said, oh, well, I want to be a minister. And he goes, a minister of what? Defense? What, what do you mean minister? <laughs> right. Went, no, uh, a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. He gave me this ex- kind of you know, weird look. And, I go, and my mum said, aha, uh-huh, he wants to be a doctor, not a, not a pastor. He wants to be a lawyer. Um, but no, I, that was the conviction and, and took me from going south to back north yeah, to Nineveh. Um, yeah, like Jonah. Love so. that. Okay, and it meant you having to 
pack up from your comfort zone with your family and actually move. Yes, didn't it? It did. So really. That- and so the thing is that we're actually going to be looking at Abraham and how Abraham had to move away. But in your case, you packed up from Sydney, didn't you? Yes. And you moved up north here to Kurumbong, which is just below, you know, probably about 40 minutes south of uh, Newcastle. And that's the Avondale University right there in Kurumbong, well known. And that's where Lawson is studying as well, who's, of course, our host on the show as well. And so, yeah, that brings with itself its own challenges, doesn't it? It does. And, I mean, there's a whole journey of God making miracles for us to get to where we are today. I dreamed of being in the house at Avondale on Central Road, which is now called University Road or University Drive. And because my wife has uh, works at the business college, she has staff privilege, which is getting the staff house. Lovely. So a 3.5 bedroom. On the actual university drive. Oh, wow. Campus. I love that. Hey, isn't that beautiful? So, yeah, yeah God has provided more miracles and we'll, we'll, we'll hear more of your stories sometime as we go in. But I think it goes, leads us beautifully into the story of Abraham because he had to uproot and move as well. So if we're able to just go to, uh, Genesis chapter 12. Yes. And we're going to read verses 10 to chapter 13, verse 1. And just to give folks some more context here. Of course, so this week we're actually looking at the fact that God's called to mission for all of us. And here's the thing. Yesterday we actually looked at the fact of being a blessing to the whole world. And we actually looked at Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, where God actually calls Abram out of his country. Now, the country of Ur, Ur of Chaldeans. Now, Ur was actually a bustling city, but it was actually filled with a lot of heathenism and, and polytheism and the thing is that you know Abram God called Abram because just before he calls him in chapter 11 we actually t- talked about the Tower of Babel where the world's just getting worse and also the people were wanting to build a tower for themselves to reach up to heaven and it's actually very much about works-based salvation now, the thing is, God actually wanted to continue what we call the everlasting covenant that is covered in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. It's also then covered through, uh, in, in, in Noah's covenant, covenant in Genesis chapter 6, where after the flood, Jesus, God says, you know, my everlasting covenant will be, the sign of it will be that there'll be the rainbow, that there'll never ever be a full flood on the earth again. And so then the Tower of Babel happens. They want to build up towards their heavens and God God actually comes down and actually confuses their languages and so they're scattered because originally in Genesis, God has said, you know, I want you to multiply um, multiply and scatter across the earth. But of course, here in the Tower of Babel, they're wanting to just be insular and for themselves. So God now calls, and this is a really pivotal story exceptionally pivotal story because then this is where through the lineage of Abram um, that we have the lineage of Jesus Christ which who is the key to the whole everlasting covenant and so the promises in Abram given in chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 about land blessing and descendants I'm just going to read that and then if you can then follow on Matthew in verse 10 so chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 says now the Lord had said to Abram get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you I will make you a great nation I will bless you and make you a great name and you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth will 
be blessed. Mm. Of course, and so Abram actually moves with Sarah and his wife. In fact, it says in, in the following verse, Abram was 75 years old and departed from Haran. And, and Abram took Sarah and his wife and Lot, his brother's son, to the possessions. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan and they come to Canaan. And so now can you ver- read for us verse 10 to chapter verse chapter 13, verse 1, please? Gladly. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt. And he said to Sarah, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore it will happen when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say, You are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was, when Abraham came into Egypt, that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. Mm. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abraham well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, She is my sister. See, I may have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. That's where it finishes. Yeah, and verse chapter 13, verse 1 as well. Oh, okay. Ready, verse 1, folk. Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Yes, okay, and so the story continues on. And so what we find here is that Abram and Sarah, as I mentioned just before you started reading your section, is they actually go to the land of Canaan. Yeah. Okay, they go to the land of Canaan, and but then what happens? There's a famine that actually comes. Now, we know the impact of famine. Now, I actually lived through with my husband through the time of the drought when we were out west. That's right. Okay, we were, in fact, delivering uh, parcels. Um, the Avondale Retirement Village, which is based in Kurumbong, were not only, you know, they were giving heaps of donations, but they were actually helping out with supplies as well. And we would then pack them in the church in Narrabri. And we would then deliver these big boxes as well as gift cards of $200 regularly to the farmers that had never in their lives, they said, experienced such a drought. The depth of that drought was absolutely incredible. People were having to shoot their own cattle and everything. And, you know, the ground was cracked. Everything was really just exceptionally dry. And it was a painful thing to see the pain that people were going through. The pain they were going was just unbelievable. And so when we actually see the famine, that's where my mind kind of goes and we know that already at the moment the ground is really quite dry even and that that we're expecting the dryness to and and the drought to continue through this year and hopefully it won't continue to the the extent and the 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 length of time that it did during this time when we were out west but here's there's a famine and so abram actually packs up and he goes to egypt to dwell there and he goes there and he goes with sarah and his wife and what does he actually say to her please say that 
You're my sister. That and you're not my, my wife. That's right. Yeah. Like now, I would be horrified if my husband would say to somebody, "You're my sister." Yeah. Right. Okay. Because like, and I think you know, I don't know back then if they actually wore rings, and I'm assuming they didn't necessarily wear rings like we do on the fingers. But I know that it can be a tricky thing if somebody has no ring on their finger. It looks like they're not married these it, days. It creates that assumption. It? Yeah, and so, but overall, the thing is, he's saying, say you're my sister, and she does say that. And so there's this spinball effect that actually then happens from this story. But what we know actually then from this as well is that he was human. He was human in every way. He made mistakes as well. He didn't rely on God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're hoping that you picked up the fact that our number, we're not sure why. We've tried everything. Our top bods have tried. Our not usual number isn't working. So get ready this with this number to text in your answers for the next quiz question. 0488-817-624. 0488-817-624. Matthew, can you give us our last quiz question, please? Gladly. Now, our last quiz question is this. According to Paul in the book of Second Timothy... Why did Demas forsake him? I'll say that again. According to Paul in the book of Second Timothy, why did Demas forsake him? Mm-hmm. And hmm. you have a choice from four choices. Is it A, he got married, B, he loved the world, C, he claimed to be Christ, or D, he was full of pride. Mm-hmm. One in 25% chance of getting it right if you pick one of those. So again, that question was, according to Paul in the book of Second Timothy, why did Demas, Demas forsake him? Was it A, he got married? Was it B, he loved the world? C, he claimed to be Christ, or D, he was full of pride. You can just text us in A, B, C, or D. You don't have to text the whole thing. Give us your answer on 0488 817 and you'll go into the draw that happens <clears throat> Excuse me, at quarter to nine on Friday for the two books, Convicted or... <clears throat> Or a trip to the supernatural. Suddenly something's happened there to my voice, but I'm going to be, I just need to have a sip in a short while. But here's, here's the thing. We are going to continue with our Bible study looking at Abraham. We, of course, looked at the fact that Abraham and Sarah left Ur and moved to Canaan, but then there was a great famine and they moved to Egypt. And Abram said to his wife, Tell them that you are my sister. And we were just saying the fact that, you know, yes, I mean, Abram followed God's call. He was obedient. In fact, if we read in the book of Hebrews, it says, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Abraham. So he was faithful. And actually we read in in Genesis 15 and in lots of other parts of the Bible where it actually says, in verse 6 of 15, um, and he'll believe the Lord and was accounted to him for righteousness. So he was a righteous man. But here we find that he was human. He's a sinner, like you and me, um, basically. Yep. Um, and you said something during the break that you used a really good term there. Can you? Uh, no, it's escaped you. Okay, it does. but you actually said, you know, that he had imperfections too, just oh, yes, like we right. do in every way. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, you know, when Abram did that, of course, Sarah was actually taken in uh, by Pharaoh, and he saw her, and he actually took her into his house. <clears throat> but it's interesting here 
Don't you find, Matthew, that in this story, it's rather fascinating too that God didn't put any curse or trouble on Abram or Sarah, even though they were the ones that made the mistake. Where, where did it actually go on to? It actually goes on to Pharaoh and his house, doesn't it? it and does. his has, household, which is an interesting thing. Yes, especially I agree with you that the root cause of the situation was definitely from Abraham. But, yeah, he puts it on to Pharaoh, as you rightly said. Now, what's interesting is, though, later on in Abraham's life, you'll find that the Lord is not so merciful as he is in this stage. Uh, and I believe what's happening is God is trying to get Moses to understand, to not trust in himself. Otherwise, it comes with impending consequences, as we see later, but rather to trust more in the Lord. So in this stage, in the beginning of his journey of leaving um, Ur of Chaldea, he's giving actually Moses some grace at this moment. Yes, and so much, I love that you've said that. You know why? Because even in my younger years, I was one of those, and I think there's still, you know, I come across people who feel that the Old Testament is a God of, we see a God of wrath and a God that, you know, has, is not of mercy and is not of grace. Mm-hmm. But right here, and we see many other stories throughout the whole Testament where we see the God of grace. And right here, you've nailed it. It actually says, we see a God of grace right here, doesn't he? Yes, and you know, as children, as we uh, you know, had our parents look at us and we fall over, you know, they wipe our knee. And this is Abraham in his sort of spiritual journey in infancy. And later on, it matures, and God's just been a gracious father to him at this stage. Absolutely, absolutely, in yeah. every way. And, um, and you know, the thing is, it just points again that his faith faltered. Yeah. But at the same time, his faith, out of the many stories in the Bible, one, he's amongst those where his faith was of the highest standard, you could say, you know, because he obeyed God in so many ways. That's, yeah, that's the beauty of God, Denise. I'll see if you can... Um, give evidence to back me up on this God doesn't look at us um, for where we are at the time but rather he looks at what we will become I love that yeah the potential and that means that we too because God that does that with us aren't we meant to do the same with people we shouldn't judge people we shouldn't look at where they are but we should reach out the hand and say how can I help you on your journey what can I do in this space Um, but also just see the potential in people don't see where they are at because even with what Jennifer Skew said on the interview she said you know that when we're in our emotional intelligence isn't great and we're we're just not balanced that we're in this state of chaos and sometimes we come across people I know I've had phases in my life where I've in a state of chaos and I just and I sense it when I'm talking to people with how I'm reacting to them or what I'm saying or what I'm doing or how I'm withdrawing that I'm in a state of chaos absolutely and I can I can confide I can you know empathize with that done it myself and this is so cool that Jennifer says that we go through moments of instability that no wonder there's a proverb by Jesus which talks about you know when it comes to the log and judgment remove the uh, the log out of your own eye before you move the speck out of your brother's. Yes. So we have a lot of brokennesses inside, and if we can recognise that, we can you know have lots of empathy on in the logs and the specks and others. I, I love that. I love what you're saying with mm-hmm. that. And he, so coming back, we also to Abraham. Of course, his name was Abraham, and then got changed to Abraham. He actually faltered in three three different particular times. This is mm-hmm. one of those times, and we don't have the time to actually go into the Bible verses. You can look them up, but of course, when he 
lied about his wife to Pharaoh is this one here. Then the second one is when he actually took Hagar as his wife to produce an heir, not believing that God would say, you know, you, I'll make you a great nation. You'll have, you know, many, many descendants Jesus. like the stars of the heavens. That one's in Genesis chapter 16. And also when he lied to King Abimelech about Sarah being his wife again, yes. like second time, like it's not like once was yeah. enough, but that's in chapter 20 of Genesis. And so here what we actually find is that these, you know, these instances actually reveal danger of going where God has not called us to go mm-hmm. and also not listening and following his ways as well. And unfortunately, I'll say fortunately as well, those are the times when uh, Abraham is starting to get consequences. Like, for instance, Ishmael now. Yes. Is, uh, we have the conflict between Palestine and Israel. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All the way right through down those generations that we actually see that. And so, um, you know, following God's ways is really crucial. But, he, you know, he did continue. Like, then God, God subjected him to the fact of saying, now sacrifice your son, oh. your only son. He wasn't his only son, but, of course, the one through who the promised Messiah would come. And he then did obey and he did follow and he did not falter there. Yeah, and that's the God of grace again. Again. Again, like like he just wants to get us to a place where we understand, hey, Lord, this is not my way because my way crashes off the highway, but your oh, way I is the best that. way. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It crashes off the highway. And my thoughts go to the fact that in my life so many times I've come right to the edge and going like, where are you, God, with this? You know, what what is happening right here? And then he just comes through the, with these amazing, amazing miracles. Absolutely. So as we tie up our Bible study time, we want to encourage you Reach out again to Jesus. We keep encouraging each and every day. But, you know, yes, Abraham faltered. We can falter. But we have a God of grace who loves you incredibly and just trust in him in every way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. With Danuta and Matthew. Matthew's filling in for Lawson. Okay, we are going to go through the quiz questions, but... Today, because we've had the technical problems and our usual number hasn't been working and we're thinking some people may have texted earlier in the show, sometimes people then go to work and they cut out partway through but have played, we're not going to give you the answers. We hope you're still going to stay our friends and be faithful to Faith FM. Uh, And so we're not going to give you the answers. In fact, we'll give you the answers tomorrow. But we want to make sure that everyone has a great opportunity to go in for the draw. So here we're going to give you the quiz questions again first one was okay along with his along with his unabated vigor which of moses senses never grew weak during his life mm-hmm. and, and our second one second one where was jesus when he quoted from psalms 31 verse 5 into your hand i commit my spirit mm-hmm. third one what will the lion and the ox both eat in heaven mm-hmm. fourth one fill in the blank my blank are ever towards the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Psalms chapter 25, verse 15. Five, according to Paul, in the book of Second Timothy, why did Damas forsake him? Mm-hmm. And you have four you know, multiple choice options. A, he got married. C, he... Uh, uh, B. Oh, B. Oh, yeah, yeah, B. we went we need to go from A to B. <laughs> Big leap there. Backtrack, Matthew. Oh, good. He loved the world. B, C, he claimed to be Christ. Or D. He was full of pride. Not to say that again. A, he got married. B, he loved the world. C, he claimed to be Christ. Or D, he was full of pride. That's it. Text us in your answers and the number is 0488 
81762. And for those that have been playing, those that have actually sent theirs through to that number earlier, we have received your text. That is the great news. So okay. we have received those. We're just wanting to make sure that those who may not have tried the new number, of course, um, have got the same actual actual chance of going in. Hey, we want to read to you a text that has come through, of course, on our new number um, that is normally used for our Looking Up segment on Faith FM. It is from Alan. Alan says, thank you, Lord, for working through the Faith FM morning crew to help me with techniques to refocusing my emotions. God bless, guys. Love you lots. I'll keep praying for Lawson. That is from Alan. Thank you so much, Alan. We are really Thank encouraged you. by your text. We're really, um, yeah, happy for you that that has actually helped you refocus mm. your emotions as well. And, of course, you know, our emotions are so important to have them in balance. We had that covered by Jennifer Skews today. Yes. Now, Matthew, we've got a couple of minutes left before our next song, mm-hmm. and we just thought we'd just finish up some of a little bit relating to your story earlier. You mentioned about your mum earlier, but you yeah. just wanted to share a little bit more then in that space. Yeah, mum, uh, when I was referring to upbringing with a heavy hand, that was in the younger years, and I just wanted to give a bit more clarity where they came from. And it stems from just vicious cycles where, unfortunately, um, her mother was heavy-handed as well. So it's not where mum is today. So I thought I'd put a, put a clause to share that mum's given her heart to the Lord, and you know, she's gone through a lot of pain herself, mm. and that trauma... That was trauma-related, what you were seeing at trauma home related. then too, and you didn't know that as until you got older, you until were saying. Yeah. And that maturity that uh, Jennifer excuse was referring to it does give us character strength when we develop that emotionally maturity emotionally maturity and just another thought about mum mum went through an experience where she lost her um her husband john green you remember him Mm, uh, quite a tragic loss too very tragic and what the good news is is god has looked after mum since then because a death benefit claim came through mum had an accident at work because she was a personal carer and she got a payment from that so she's able to pay her house off and the Lord has you know, financially taken care of her, and we watch out for her as well as as her sons. That's beautiful. And, of course, she's just like, you know, I met your mum, not in those trauma years, but in these later years, yeah. and just a beautiful, beautiful lady, blessed with an amazing voice from God, yes, singing amen. voice from God too, um, but just has got this beautiful heart and really reflects Jesus in every way. And, again, you know, come back to this thing of the difference that Jesus makes in our lives, as well as the fact that when we are emotionally balanced and healthy, what a difference that makes in our lives. We can actually accept Jesus better in that place too. But we're just saying, give Jesus a go no matter where you're at in Mm. your life. Don't keep pushing him away. Give Jesus a go. He wants your life to be the absolute best. We've come to the end of our show all too quickly. It goes so fast. Matthew, have you had good fun today? It's been a roller coaster, but an enjoyable one. Great. Well, we've enjoyed having you and our listeners have in every kind of way. Hey, get ready to text us in for our free giveaway. Um, The phone number this time is 0488-817-624. 0488-817-624. Get ready to text in the word book. 
And the book that we are giving away today is the one called Chosen, Genesis through Deuteronomy. So you'll actually get to get the whole story about Abraham. It's a story of beautiful and troubled beginnings. It's opening pages of the stories, of course, of Adam and Eve, and then actually of how God actually shows grace to them. We were talking about that. And in The Chosen by Blanco, he creates a harmonious look at the story of Genesis right through to Deuteronomy. You don't want to miss that. That text in again the word book on zero four double eight eight one seven six two four. And we want to leave you with a promise. <clears throat> Our time is running quickly, so we're going to give you a promise for today. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That's the promise for today. Have a great day in every way. We want you to, to keep on listening to the Faith FM shows. We've got Tazzy Encounters coming up this afternoon. Also, we have Drive Time coming up. And just, I think this afternoon too, we've got Looking Up because it is Wednesday afternoon. So remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.